You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change Everyone, the world. It's your Superpower Kid, Neverly Rekla. I'm so excited for today's interview. We are talking about something that you all know I love talking about. We're going to be talking about how to become a podcaster. Podcasting is so amazing. You're able to make such great relationships and you're able to make such a huge impact by doing something that you love and that's fun. And our guest today knows exactly what that's like. His name is Joe Stanoff. He's a speaker. We met at Steve Walsh's New Media Summit. He is an author of five books. He's the host of the Practice of the Practice podcast. He's pretty awesome. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Joe? Hi. Hey, Neva. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, I'm so excited to hang out with you and to just share whatever help I can can give today. Awesome. I'm so excited to talk with you. So let's jump right in. What are your superpowers? Oh, man, I think I have a lot of energy. And so that's definitely a superpower for me. Uh, I can stay pretty organized. But um, I really have a silly side. And I think as a dad, I love letting that out. So the other day, you know, my daughters were kind of inside a lot of the day. And so we put together a big ninja course outside and made up a fun imaginary story about how they were ninja princesses trying to uh, save another ninja princess. And so I, I love coming up with just silly kind of ways to uh, engage my daughter's minds differently. That's really cool. I you know I love being playful. The other day, even though it's freezing out, um, well, for Arizona at least, I went into our pool and I swam. Like I've never swam in a cold pool before just for fun. And I used to be a swimmer, so I was used to the cold pool. And so I was able to use something that I already gotten used to to have fun and play. And it was really fun because we were able I was able to kind of start my day off and then get back into work after I've had like a fun kind of energy boost. Yeah, for sure. And I mean it's like I, I've heard people say there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. And, mm-hmm. and so um you know, the idea that, yeah, if it's a rainy day, like get dressed for the rain. And if it's cold and snowy, like Michigan often is, like dress for that weather and you can still go outside and have a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's a huge part of podcasting as well is having fun and enjoying yourself. And, 100%. and it's so amazing because you can talk to people who maybe you haven't even met before and you can connect with others in a really amazing way without having to meet up in person and you're still able to make a great impact and you're able to make some really cool friendships. Yeah. It kind of gives you a chance to meet people that it's like, you know, it's a girl living in Arizona. Like why would I, you know, just connect with you, you know, but it's like Mm -hmm. podcasting has brought us together and your family's this awesome family that like, I want to learn from in regards to how they've parented you to have such a strong, Mm -hmm. confident young woman. Um, And it's like, if it wasn't for podcasting, I never would have really even known about you and your family. That's true. And I think we can definitely thank Media Summit and Steve Ulcher because we met probably a year ago. Probably yeah, last, last September. Yeah. Yeah. So almost a year. And it was pretty awesome. We had a fun time. I interviewed Molly Mahoney. Um, we both really connected with her. We talked about the case of the awesome. Mm. And I think that 
this whole podcasting family that we've kind of developed because of Media Summit is really awesome because we're all able to connect with each other's shows and we're able to talk with each other in a really cool way and we get to stay in touch and have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's this whole new thing of, of podcasting that even a few years ago, just the technology side was really hard, but now it's easier than ever. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you're able to really connect with people. And I talk to people who maybe I've never connected with before in person, and they became my really good friends. And some of our podcasters I've never met in person, but we've known each other for three and a half years online. And we've made really great connections just because of the power of podcasting. So yeah, every sure. show of mine, I always sign off with, thanks for letting me into your ears and into your brain. And it's like how it's so intimate that, you know, someone's out for a walk or they're doing dishes or they're out for a drive. And you know, to have them listening to you, uh, it's mm -hmm. such an honor to be kind of a, a unique part of their life. Yeah, it is. And I think that it's definitely amazing to connect. And I want to keep talking with you about this amazing topic because I think that we can go on and on for days about the power of podcasting and the great connections, but we do have to take a quick break. So we you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah. So the best place that they can connect with me is over at podcastlaunchschool.com. Uh, that's a place where we've put together um, some trainings to help people start their own podcasts and learn how to find their voice. That's awesome. Definitely go check him out because Joe, you are so, so awesome. We've been talking with Joe Sanok all about how to become a podcaster. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Joe Sanok all about how to become a podcaster. So before the break, we were talking about the power of podcasting and how fun it is. So now we get to do something that I love doing and it's pretty awesome. We get to do funny FaceTime. And I have a stuffed animal named Bubblegum and she's going to join us. So we get to make our funniest faces in three seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was awesome. I love doing funny FaceTime because it's also so crazy and nobody has ever really thought of it. And I always think of how amazing it is because I've had some really serious business people on my show that in business, I think the like typical stereotype is that it's really serious and there's not a whole lot of fun in it. But I've had some really serious people on my show. And 
they have done fun this time with me and I've gotten them out of comfort zones to talk to them and it's been so fun. Yeah, I think that was one thing that really stood out when you were talking at New Media Summit, how you make people do funny faces. And if they don't want to do that on your show, they're probably not a good fit. It's such a good yeah. way to say, okay, these are the kind of people that are allowed on my show. And these are the kind of people that are not allowed on my show. And I mean, way to own who you are and to find your voice as a podcaster. Thank you for that. And I think that it's a really easy way to get people out of their comfort zone. And I think that it's pretty awesome to have fun with people, even if it's maybe not in the most typical way. I think it's a lot of fun. Well, and isn't it the things that aren't typical that usually are the most fun? You know, it's like yeah. you think about if it's a trip with your family or when something really weird happens at the playground or you step yeah. in something that's gross. It's like that makes your day just different than the regular yeah. day. And it, it, that, that irregularity, you know, in your brain makes you remember that day. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a lot of fun to have that and have those fun, enthusiastic times. So... Before I ask you a really quick question, I actually have a challenge of the week. All right. And I love doing these for everyone. The challenge is to find someone, get a friend, whatever. Um, no, we're not necessarily supposed to go outside. FaceTime someone. Um, and get outside of your comfort zone with them. Maybe do a spa day or a movie night with one of your friends or your significant other, whatever it is for you do it and have fun and now the challenge is now find someone else and challenge them to do the same thing and it can be whatever you like doing and just having fun with it and being enthusiastic about it and having fun even if it's for a short period of time do it and it will be pretty awesome and hopefully you all have fun with it i right. love it yeah so now my question is you were talking about the ninja course that you did with the girls. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So first I let them pick if they wanted to have the theme of our outdoor time be like medieval times. So Knights of the Round Table kind of thing or ninjas. So I gave them a choice and they picked ninjas. And so they had their friend over. This was before we had the whole kind of quarantine thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, the first thing I set up was we have two trees. And I took a really long rope and I went back and forth and made sort of this spider web. And then, uh, so the first thing they had to do was I said, first you have to get into the spider's layer to be able to get to the next thing to get the golden disc. And so I said, you, you gotta go through the holes in here but you can only use each hole once. And so they had to like lift each other up and like help pass them through. And once they were on the other side, they couldn't come back over to help. And so they had to work as a team to kind of get through the spider's web. Then I had this really big Frisbee, I mean like, it was probably at least two feet across. And they had to throw it into um, this big cone that we have. And they got 20 tries at it. Um, and I said that you know they had to throw the golden disc into the cave. And if they didn't do it in 20 times, they had to run around the mountain, which was to run around the outside of the house. And so they didn't get it after 20 times, then they had to run around the mountain. Uh, and they had a rule that um, they could only go as fast as the slowest ninja. So. Lakin, she's five, so she's little compared to the two eight-year-olds that were running fast. So I didn't want her to be left behind. So they all had to work together as a team to only go as fast as Lakin could run. Then they finally um, got the, the golden disc in. Then they had to run around the mountain again. 
And then we have 11 really big trees in our backyard. And I said, in each one of them, someone that's bad, that's holding the princess is in there. So you have to go attack the trees. So they, had, they had those foam noodles like from a pool. And so they had to hit the trees and then they had to kick a soccer ball against each tree and throw the disc against each tree, then run around the mountain. Uh, and then finally, uh, we did a final activity where they had to kind of find this hidden secret thing and, and work together and be blindfolded to find it. And then they saved the princess. That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so they, they got a lot of energy out, had some fun, some creativity, and, and it was just fun as an adult to put it together and to, you know, be playful. That sounds like a lot of fun. You reminded me of, so my dad and I did a contest because we both bite our nails. And so we did a contest from a new media summit, like from a couple months out from the media summit, and whoever had the longest nails got to choose a couple of prizes, but it couldn't cost any money. So I won, which I was pretty proud Congratulations. of. Congratulations. Thank you. And my prizes were, we have to do a philanthropy for people on the streets. Um, we have to do a spa day every Sunday. And then we have to do Freaky Fridays for a month. And Freaky Fridays means we're going to pull it can be one of two things. We can either pull a couple of topics out of a hat. So like, um, the opposite gender. And then the, that person would have to dress the other person as best as they can as like the typical opposite gender. And then another thing we could do is, it is that, because we also go to church and I'm a volunteer, so I have to wear a volunteer shirt, and I don't think they won't be showing up in a crazy, wacky outfit. So we would do dares. So, like, whenever we talk to each other, we'd have to talk with pirates or whatever. And that's our Freaky Friday. And How fun. Time. Yeah. We haven't done it yet, but I already have a couple ideas. So I that's think that awesome. getting creative with your kids, especially during this time where everybody's kind of in quarantine and kids are out of school, parents are not really able to go to work. I think that connecting with your kids is a lot of fun. And especially if you're able to show them that it's not scary because we're just talking about this. Most kids don't know what's going on. To be honest, I don't even really know what's going on. And there's a lot of kids out there that have to be away from school and be away from their friends. And so if you're, you as the parent are able to show them that, hey, it's not scary but we just need to hang out at our house for a while and come up with fun ideas with them. And I think that it can really show them that there's a new way of looking at it instead of looking at it in fear. No, that, I mean, I think that's so important that you're bringing that up because especially when, you know, we're all having to hang out at home, the way we framed it to our kids is, you know, this is like a movie. It's quite an adventure. And we're going to talk the rest of our lives about this crazy thing that happened. Uh, and, so let's make the most of it. And with our girls, we really encourage them to ask questions because mm. you're right. It's scary if you don't know. Um, and, you know, I, I encourage the adults in kids' lives to really say, I'm not sure, but here's what I do know. I know I'm going to try to keep you safe. I know that we're planning ahead in these ways. Um, I'm a little bit scared too. Like parents don't have to pretend like they have it all together. They're not feeling these emotions. I think it's important for adults to say, yeah, I'm worried about this. Um, and it's, it's okay that you're worried also but we're in it as a family. We're going to work together. We're going to do these things. 
we're going to do our best to be kind to each other and to have fun uh, here as much as we can. Um, and I think that a lot of adults don't necessarily know how to share information with their kids uh, and how to mm -hmm. answer those questions. Um, I actually wrote a blog post um, over at Practice of the Practice about how to reduce anxiety in kids during this time. And I think even just one thing of, you know, asking your kids, um, you know, what are you interested in? What are you worried about? Let's research it together. Let's watch some TED Ed talks together. Let's do a project together. Um, like recently, we we got out a bunch of painting easels. And <clears throat> so as a family, we've been doing paintings together. And I haven't painted in a long time, but I'm learning new things too. And, you know, so the best that we can do is to, to work together to try to get through it and um, to help our kids feel like, you know, we're at least trying to, to keep them as safe as we can with what we know. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it can be scary, especially as a kid, when the whole world is kind of freaking out over toilet paper and over staying in their homes. And I think that if you're able to show your kids, hey, I'm not really sure what's going on either, but we can get through this together, it's really amazing. And also, my family and I don't really leave our house besides church. So we, and church got canceled for, another, for probably about a month or so until we can go back. And we get to stay home. And to be honest, I'm okay with that because we don't even really leave our house that much anyways. And I think that being able to have fun ideas and all of creative things you can do as a family, like I came up with a new breakfast recipe, and I have nothing but time at home, so might as well do it. And also take this opportunity to come up with ideas for your business. For example, how to become a podcaster. Coming up with those things can really help. And I think that it's also important that you don't push it aside because it, at first I was kind of like, oh, whatever, it's just flu season. But then news came up, all this stuff. And I think that if you don't brush it aside, that you can tell your kids and talk to the people in your lives that, hey, we can get through this together. I think that it can be a fun experience for some people. Yeah. Neva, you said that, you know, you kind of have questions and things like that. What do you wish? And I'm not asking about your parents as much as just what do you wish the adults of the world would do that would help kids to feel better about kind of what's happening in the world? Like, are there things that you would recommend that adults think about or talk more about or share? I would say come up with activities um, because some people get kind of bored in their own homes. And so I would say coming up with fun ideas for the kids and kind of showing them that, hey, it's okay to be afraid, but you don't have to live in fear. And coming up with, like you did the ninja course, things like that inside of your own home can be fun. And it doesn't mean that you can't go outside in your backyard and play. And just kind of showing them, hey, you don't have to live in fear. Absolutely, you can be kind of scared about it, but you can still have fun with it, I think would be really awesome. Oh, that's such great advice. Thank you. And I think that you can do a lot inside your home. And I'm going to talk about the breakfast recipe. So I made this thing a, a while ago that I called Moolah Mosh. Next to my mom, she came up with the name. So I took instant ramen, put it in the microwave, cooked it. I saved the juice. I put olive oil in the skillet. 
cooked up Winston ramen, added eggs, and most of the time it comes vegetables, but then I'll add like chopped bell peppers and corn, put that in, mix it up, add some cheese, and bam, you got your breakfast. But we didn't have instant ramen, so I took pasta, cooked it in the microwave, did the same exact thing. And we called it my yellow breakfast because it only had corn, cheese, eggs, and pasta. So that was one of my creative ideas. And I think that also doing spa days is also really fun with it because we have nothing but time. So I love doing things like that and getting out if you're in the pool or swimming, if you have a hot tub, go in the hot tub, if you have sleep in loops, whatever it is for you, do it and have fun with it. And especially if you have kids, show them that, hey, it's okay, we can still have fun. And I think it can also build up some really strong relationships. No, that's cool. One idea that that we have is to kind of watch a movie where we set a time that we're going to watch a movie and then we tell all, all of our friends to watch it at their house and then to have a Zoom call where we all talk about the movie. So, I, I mean, I think that we might do something like that soon. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if we're going to do it with the kids or if it's just going to be the adults just so that we can kind of have some conversations with people. But, you know, if we're not leaving our house but we still want to socialize with people, I mean, yeah. we could all watch the same movie and then talk about it. And there's tons of creative things like that, that especially because you and I know how to use Zoom, um, that we could host a, a meetup of our friends and say, hey, at this time, we're all going to get together. We're going to share our creative ideas or we're all going to cook something. Um, there's lots of ways that we can build community still during this time. Mm-hmm. I agree. And one of the biggest parts for me is I was really afraid to be away from my siblings. And they don't live with us anymore. They're full-grown adults. Um, my sister's 19. Her name is Danica. My brother's 23. And his name is Caden. And so pretty much all my life, by the time I was born, my sister was already around my age and my brother was already a teenager. And so they were already kind of grown up by the time I started growing up. And so they left the house and they, it's kind of scary being away from them, even though I haven't been used to them living with us for a while. It's still scary because I know that we don't want to get them sick, whatever we've been introduced to. They don't want to get us sick. And so my grand idea was we come up with a recipe, we have them cook it, and then we do a family dinner over Skype or whatever. And I think that you can still have fun with it and you can still reach out to the ones you care about. And I know we don't really necessarily live close to any of my family except my siblings. And so I think it's fun. Reach out to your family. See how they're doing. And just your friends as well. Um, my best friend lives in England, and I sit and talk with her over. We talk via Instagram, and I think that is really awesome because now is the time to talk with people, especially if kids are out of school. If you're a kid watching this, most of your friends are out of school now, so you can talk to them. So I think that we can have a lot of fun with it, and I think that this is also a great time to come up with podcasting ideas. For sure. I mean, even just thinking about um, the things that kids are learning during this time, even just to document it and to say, I might use this as a content for a podcast someday. So, I mean, most, you know, computers, you know, most Macs have like QuickTime or PCs have something else. I mean, you could even just say, I'm going to videotape my thoughts during this time. Maybe I'll use it for a podcast someday. Maybe I won't. Um, Maybe I'll interview people when I'm feeling scared and have my parents set up a Zoom meeting. Um, with folks like there's so many ways that 
um, you can have a bigger voice. And I think that's the big thing about podcasting is that our voices all matter. And you know, whether you're a kid, um, so t- for so long in human history, kids were told like, be seen and not heard. But it's like, that's not true anymore. Like you're being heard, you have a podcast, you're being yeah. seen and you're being heard. Um, and I think it's great that, uh, that now we live in a time where the exploration of interesting things, the curiosity that kids have, like to have podcasts where I can have my kids listen to it and say, look at these role models, look at these really cool kids that are doing interesting things, asking questions that inspires them in ways that like you may never know. Um, And it allows them to feel like they have a voice too. So I'm so excited about kids and families getting more into podcasting as well. Um, That's why we're planning to launch a podcast as a family uh, sometime this year. That's really awesome. And I love that you're talking about reintroducing your kids to podcasting. And something else I would say to parents is don't discriminate your kids from life. Because most of the time, kids go to school, parents go to work. And so there's not a whole lot of togetherness. And there's been experiences where I've been at business conferences and parents have seen me. And they've talked really poorly about their children in front mm. of me. I've had kids um, meet with their parents and their parents say like that their kids should be more like in front of their child's face. And I think that it's really important to not discriminate your kids from your business, not discriminate them from life. In my book, I always talk about being included, bringing your kids to business conferences if it's allowed, bringing them out with you and having fun. And I think that even though it's not the normal, we can start making it more common. And I think it's fun when parents bring their kids to places. I love talking to younger kids. That's by far one of my favorite things to do as a part of our church. I volunteer for the two-year-olds and I volunteer for worship for, we call it UK, so early kids. And I love little kids. So if you bring your kids to like a business conference, guaranteed they can make some great connections and they can also learn a lot especially during this time if you have zoom calls why not bring them up and especially during this time we have nothing else really better to do with the time so bring them on and be included in their lives as well because kids have some pretty funny ideas and who knows maybe you could start also doing a family podcast no that's so that's so great i, I think that the idea of even education being practical, you know, that that at your age, you're coming up with ways to cook differently. And that, you know, you're saying, I have these ideas, I want to write a book and do a podcast. Those are all things that are very practical. And it's one thing to kind of learn math and to learn to write and read. But then the challenge that I think even a lot of adults have is how to apply that to their big ideas. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so at a young age, to be able to say, okay, I'm curious about this thing. I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to do a project around it. Those are all skills that will serve you or other kids for the rest of your lives. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's really awesome to have kids who are pretty independent within themselves. I know that I love being independent because my parents, obviously, they still help me. I love our relationship, but it's kind of cool being able to make myself breakfast and being able to get ready on my own. Things like that that most kids maybe aren't necessarily used to. Um, do you think parents shield their kids too much? Like they don't think their kids can do those things? Sometimes. Um, it really depends on the situation and on the people involved because um, 
some parents, they're pretty awesome. They look, well, all parents are awesome, but they left their kids independent and all that. But there's also parents that I meet and they don't really talk to their kids about real life things. Um, so I think that it's really interesting finding a good balance in between both those things because there's some parents where maybe the stories that they tell their kids too much. And then there's these parents where the stories they tell their kids too little. And so I think finding the perfect balance in between also how they like parenting and how their kid wants to be parented. Um, I know I always used to talk to my parents about the consequences between my actions. And so we noticed that something wasn't necessarily working. They would ask me, well, what's a good consequence? And I would say, well, maybe this. And so I think talking with your kids is really important. And it doesn't matter how you do it, but if you do it just a little bit and start introducing and doing certain things, I think it can be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times parents don't set out their expectations for their kids either. Like, so for example, for us, <clears throat> you know, with bedtime, to just say, here's the things you have to do before bed, you know, brush your teeth, brush your hair, get your jammies on, just have those basic things. Um, so that like our girls know, here's kind of the basic routine without, I mean, but also like they're growing into their own people and eventually they'll be you know independent to be able to say, you know, I want to brush my teeth last instead of first, or, you know, like all these things that they'll get to choose those things, but to just kind of give the basic expectations uh, and come from a place of teaching your kid to be their own person outside of, of kind of just your kid. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's really cool when you're able to do that and you were talking about bedtime, so I'm going to talk a little bit about bedtime. I go to bed whenever I want to, mm. which is pretty awesome. Um, I don't stay up later than my parents most of the time. Um, my room is no electronics during, like once I'm in my room, no electronics because it keeps me up till four o'clock. <laughs> so things like that, the basic structuring. But then... Most of the time I go to bed at the same time they do. Sometimes I request to stay up a little bit later. Um, but it's kind of cool because also when I went to school, I would not go to bed before my parents went to bed because I had huge FOMO. I did not want to miss out on anything. I wanted to be there no matter what, even if I passed out on the couch. And there was something about just being there, which I liked. So now I'm able to have my own routine. And I think that also routine is a part of podcasting. And I think that's a great way to start podcasting is having your own routine with it and discovering what you want to do, how creative you are. Yeah. I wonder if having that freedom to choose like your bedtime and what you want to do, like what does that do for your own creativity and your own kind of self-determination compared to kids that are always told by an adult, like you have to do this, mm -hmm. like, their internal compass then is based on an adult rather than them saying my body needs to go to bed right now. Yeah. So I, I almost wonder if you're going to then be even stronger in your own decision-making because you, you get to make those decisions now. And if you are tired the next day, your parents are like, well, <laughs> it's your own fault. You know, like yeah. maybe you should go to bed earlier. It's up to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I'm going to say this and then we get to do something even more fun. I've had, people in my life who I haven't even known parent me in public. I remember my cousins and I went to the bathroom and I accidentally slammed the bathroom stall door and a woman was walking out and she goes, don't slam the door. And 
we go out, we were hanging out with our grandparents, and I, so I call them Nana and Papa. I said, Nana, a woman just told me not to slam the door when I accidentally did it. And it was really interesting. Or I've had friends be afraid that a random adult is going to yell at them because they're doing something that they're not supposed to, even if they know that they can well do it. Um, my friends and I like climbing on walls sometimes, like at business conferences. We'll go and we'll go explore walls and stuff. We'll explore the back of the buildings, things like that. And I've had friends, I've had to coach my friends through that adult has no right to yell at us. Unless your parent has given them strict advice that they are allowed to, they have no right to. And I said, they have absolutely no right to tell you what to do. If they say, hey, maybe don't do that, they, we still aren't controlled by them. And I think that that's also a huge part about parenting is setting your boundaries with your kids. Because there are some parents who I imagine may be okay with a random stranger on the street yelling at their kids. But some parents also may not be. I know for my parents, they've, I've kind of set this rule for myself that unless my parents have told you that they, that we're hanging out, I'm apt up. And you're allowed to parent me like my grandparents. You're they're allowed to tell me what to do, versus a random person on the street that I'm hanging out. Well, I'm not going to. Versus a person on the street can't tell me what to do. Right. So things like that, and I think setting those boundaries is really. Yeah, I mean, like in our neighborhood, we've kind of said to the other parents, if you see our kids doing something that's dangerous or they shouldn't be doing, you can tell them. You know, and that's like, cause we have this community, you know, we want to all kind of co-raise our kids versus, you know, total random people telling my kid what to do that I may disagree with that. So yeah, oh, great, I agree. great point. Yeah. And I think that also letting your kids set their boundaries because to be honest, I'm not okay with some people just telling me what to do. And there are some of our friends where we know them, but we're not in the close enough relationship that my parents would be comfortable with them telling me what to do. Or would I be? And things like that. And I think just setting those boundaries is a really huge part about parenting. I think that if you let your kids be included in it, it can be pretty cool. Right, right. Yeah. So now, before we go into something really fun, do you have any kind of last advice about how to become a podcaster, about parenting? What's your kind of thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, for podcasting, um, most people feel like, what do I have to say? And I would just encourage your listeners that they're good enough how they are. Like the questions you have, the curiosity you have, um, following people's journey of learning is really engaging. And so even if you're just a kid and you're like, I'm wondering what's global warming, I want to interview people around that. That's super interesting. You don't have to be some amazing public speaker to be able to stand out in the podcasting world. I'd also yeah, say true. that there's still so few podcasts out there. I mean, statistically, when we look at how many people are listening to podcasts, we know 52%, so more than half of US citizens are listening to a podcast at least once a month. We know that there's only about 160,000 podcasts that are producing at least one show per month. And so just the amount of audience compared to how many people are making content, is huge. So there's more than enough room out there for podcasters. So I would just really say, if you're interested in something, 
make a podcast about it. Maybe it's, you know, once a week you talk with your friends about Minecraft or, you know, once a week you, you know, get your friends together and talk about whatever you're interested in, or you interview adults and have your parents help you find, you know, adults that you can ask deep questions to. Because, you know, I think about the questions I had as a kid, it, it would just be fun to go back and listen to myself as a kid interviewing people. You know, thinking about you and you're, you know, 40 or 50, to be able to go back and hear the questions you asked as a young person, like that's just cool to have that record. Um, so I would say, um, don't let fear stand in your way. If you're a kid listening, um, Podcast Launch School, we have a bunch of free trainings there. Uh, we'd love to help you. Um, there's a ton of other resources out there, so you don't have to go through us. Um, but we want to support podcasters. We want to help people that have kind of good for the world messages uh, to get out there more. Awesome. That's a really great advice. And I think that it's really awesome being able to podcast and talk about the things that you care about. And no matter what it is, I guarantee that there's room for you and there's room for a podcast. And if you're doing something inspirational, if you're doing something awesome, if you like it, do it and have fun with it. Absolutely. That's such great advice. Thank you. So now we get to do one last thing before we wrap up. We get to do super new questions and we're going to do a speed round. So Bubblegum's going to come back and join us. Welcome back, so, Bubblegum. <laughs> you can just chill here. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question as fast as I can. You're going to answer them as fast as you can. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite color? Blue. Bright blue. Ooh. What's your favorite animal? Ooh, a uh, platypus. Ooh. Would you rather be a fairy or a mermaid? A fairy. So I can fly all around. Ooh. Would you rather, if you could go and interview anybody, alive or dead, you have two people, who would you choose? Jesus and the Buddha, but they'd have to be together so they could debate and discuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine would be God and either Buddha or probably um, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or my great-grandpa, but mm. they're all amazing, so. Yeah, those are all really good ideas because there's people yeah. that have passed away that I could see just wanting to have some time with. As you say that, I, my grandma, Busha, would be someone that I'd rather talk to yeah. than Jesus or the Buddha. Okay. I, I would talk to God and my great-grandpa. Those I like it. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, just bam, you're there. Assuming there's not coronavirus, um, yeah. <laughs> I would... Uh, Let's see, where would I want to go? Um, I've been a lot of places. So um, I haven't been to Africa. So I think I'd want to do a tour of, of Africa. And I know Africa is very big. So uh, the whole continent. That's awesome. Now that you say that, um, have you heard of the movie Blended? Uh-uh. Oh, so it's an Adam Sandler movie. It was made a long, long time ago. But it's about they go on this family retreat and then they become, he gets married with this one woman and then this whole family kind of evolves, but they go to Africa and it was obviously a bunch of family hotel, but there was some really cool areas that they visited. I want to go there. So Sweet. if you could transform into any inanimate object right now for the rest of the day, what would you choose? Any inanimate object? Well, that is a good question. <laughs> um, I think it would be interesting to be, um, Oh my, that is really good. Um, it, it could be fun to be, it'd be fun to be a water molecule because then I could Ooh. turn into steam, into a cloud, rain, be in a lake, turn into ice. It'd be fun to see a water molecule for a day. That's 
that's cool. I would want to be a book. Mm. Just a good book. Cool. If you could be best friends with any superhero, what would you Best friends. Um, hmm. I mean, su- I like travel. So Superman being able to like take me places like in the blink of an eye mm-hmm. and not have to, you know, be on an airplane for hours and hours. Like that'd be pretty cool. Um, awesome. They all have such good things though that it's like, he's just a touch above. Yeah. I like that. All right. So now it's the, probably the second to last question. If you could turn into the opposite gender, for a day, what would your name be? How old would you be? And what would your story be? Mm. I my name would be. I've always liked the name Sky, like not Skyler, yeah, just Sky. I think that's a cool name. So yeah. I, I'd be Sky. Um, I would be. I don't know. I'd probably be in my thirties, and I think it'd be fun to like be friends with my wife for a day as a woman in here like really try to get into her head so that I could understand her more. That's cool. Yeah. If you could, I got a real good question. Have a pet dragon or a pet unicorn, what would you choose? Oh, there's such benefits to each. I mean, we all know unicorns can like purify water and that's one of the biggest problems in the world is people's access to clean water. But then dragons are really good at protection and travel. And they can cook food for you. They can cook a lot. Like if I need a whole herd of antelope fried, uh, I think I'd go with a unicorn because I feel like unicorns really could like help the world in a positive yeah. way, like with the clean water and healing and all that. That's awesome. I would definitely choose a dragon because free flying whenever I want. So true. Um, I already have Superman, remember? <laughs> true. Um, I would also want to be able to cook. Which is also a problem in the world right now. People True. are low on food sources. Mm-hmm. So do that. And it could probably go into stores for me and like get whatever I needed. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits to both. A lot of benefits to both. It's a yeah. tough question. Yeah. All right. One last question. If you, you could have three superpowers for the rest of your life, what would they be? Ooh, three. three superpowers. Um... Let's see. I think uh, invisibility could be helpful at times. So I don't think uh, I would say I'd want a power that I could transfer my powers to anyone I was touching. So if I had to be invisible, I could make my my kids invisible. And then, I mean, being able to fly anywhere I needed to fly would be pretty sweet. Oh, but then there's there's like the strength thing that would no. I think flight between flight and invisibility, like life would be fine. Yeah. So you don't want a third one? Well, the, the transfer of my powers to my whoever I'm touching. Oh. Okay. So like say I gave my whole family a hug, we could all then fly or we could all be invisible. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. And yeah. I think, well, those are fun superpowers and I think that you had some really awesome answers. So thank you so much for doing this with me. I've had a lot of fun with you today. I agree, Neva. This has been awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I'm very excited talk with you more and I think that you've had some really creative ideas and we've had a fun time talking with each other. So can you remind our listeners one last time where they can go to find out more about you? Yeah, I would say the best place is podcastlaunchschool.com uh, and we can give them some free resources there on questions they should ask before they start their own podcast. Uh, we've got some emails that your parents can sign up for 
that are free trainings to help you kind of figure out how to launch your podcast. And uh, we'd love to be a resource to help you launch your podcast over at podcastlaunchschool.com. Awesome. Definitely go check them out again because, Joe, you're so, so awesome. I love talking with you today. We've been talking with Joe Sanoff all about how to become a podcaster. Remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world with the power of podcasting. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. It's